Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. Everybody, welcome back to the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy AJ Johnson and a special guest, the nameless FSU Gnome. What's up, Gnome? I don't want to talk to AJ today. I just want to talk to you. It's me and you, buddy. What's up? Wow, he's just full of answers. AJ, I guess he's useless today. What's <laughs> up with you? How's it going over there? He's called my gnome useless. I mean, he's, he's very useful. He's nameless he and he doesn't talk. He's nameless and he doesn't talk. So, I mean, he's really not giving me much to work with. Listen, the only gnome I've really known to talk was that little green garden gnome in the cartoon back in the day with the green thumb. Anything he touched, the, the whole thing would turn green like he was Midas of the gnomes, except he was like a green <laughs> thumb gnome. You know what I'm talking about? You ever see that? Uh, Ooh. Maybe that was maybe that was after or before I was, your childhood. I was born. Wait, wait, wait for it. I was born in 1995. How 1995. does that make you feel? Wow, was that when Bill Clinton was? Uh, what, anyway, what were you doing? <laughs> what were you doing in 1995? No, either way though, your your gnome is 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 worthless to me. He does not talk. He does not speak. What's up with you though, buddy? How's it going? How's your night going? My night could be better, man. You know, I was real excited. Uh, I got a lot of work done today, and it was pr- productive, and I was happy about it. I didn't get everything done, but I got a lot done. You know, I was getting ready and prepared to come do this show with you and sit down and talk some sports, and I was like, I got to eat. If I get on this show before I eat, I'm going to be cranky and irritable. My mind won't connect to my thoughts correctly. I won't say anything smart, and then people are going to discredit me. So I ordered some food. I ordered the exact same thing I ordered last night. And they sent me the wrong food. Oof, and because luck. it was Uber Eats, they don't replace the order. They may just get me a refund. Well, I'm not going to let this food go to waste. So I tried <laughs> to eat it. It was beautiful. It was like uh, a pork barbecue pork sandwich. But they didn't do it right. They took a big slab of pork and just threw it on some bread. Uh, and the pork was tough. And, uh, just not it, a good, it, was, it was sad. Not a good start to the night, huh? Not a good start to the night. But, hey. I have Felt something. Like a Florida State fan. I was about to say I have I have something to cheer you up though. We're talking. We're finally talking college football today, and it's coming off of a weekend where your Florida State Seminoles actually did something not terrible. Huh? Huh? Listen, listen. I know we beat the brakes off of Duke. Did you? Though? I know we wait, beat wait. Florida in basketball. I know we beat Georgia Tech in basketball. I know it was a good Florida State week. I know we held it down for the state when Miami and Florida wasn't doing anything with their lives this past weekend. And 
I know we held it down, but like I would have been I would have been happier if they just said, you know what, we're done for the season. We're all opting out, and we're gonna focus on next year because there's just too much stuff coming out of my camp that I I don't vibe with. We've lost all our good players. I feel so bad for Tamari and Tamari and Terry and Marvin Wilson. They opted to come back for Mike Norvell and put it all on the line. Marvin Wilson hurt himself now in a two and a three and six season. Tamari and Terry just opted out after an injury. James Blackman is transferring. Like it, it's it's shambles. But hey, it's shambles. But hey, you so got that quarterback. Go you got that kid. The kid from UCF, man. How I mean, what? Uh, you okay with that? You are you, they, they say, not bring they you say any we hope? get a quarterback every year. You know, we <laughs> got the true. quarterback in Tyler Hornibrick from Wisconsin a couple years back. He wasn't doing anything. We got the quarterback in Chubba Purdy and Tate Rillermaker, and they're going to be the game changers. They each played like a quarter, and we were like, nope, not going to make it happen. That is this true. This McKenzie Milton kid, he, he, he had a bright future, but if you remember, he's coming off a catastrophic injury. They thought it was career-ending, so I don't know what we're getting from that guy. Like, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I think I said this the other day. There's a possibility that he's like a Carson Wentz after an injury. He may not be able to do the things he was able to do. I wish for the best. I want my squad to be on point. But we still got uh, Jordan Travis, who's breaking records of Charlie Wards right now. Like, is is McKenzie coming in to sit behind him and then hope to go to the draft? Like, let's be real. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm monologuing. (laughs) <laughs> I digress. But, hey, hey, on my end, though, I'm a little happy. I got some good news this weekend about my Alabama Crimson Tide and a certain – Yeah, you beat Arkansas. Well, I mean, that that I mean that was just a given, okay? That was just a given. But your boy, Kyle Trask, Whoa. just like absolutely Whoa. just went – That was Kyle Trask's game. On Saturday, but hey, <laughs> Mac Jones didn't suck, and guess what? Mac Jones is now the leader, the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman, and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. It has been a long time since, other than Tua, we're we're on a good string of quarterbacks here, but it is it is finally nice to see that we can produce a quarterback. It, it feels good, man. Mac Jones Heisman, I'm telling you. What what do you give me that so, face for? So 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 real quick, this face is because first off, Kyle Trask is not my boy. Not even <laughs> he no. Is. Like no. You argue not. with me so many times about Kyle Trask being the Heisman favorite winner. He's your boy at this point. Listen, facts facts don't make somebody my boy. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just educating you. Hey, you went he to Gainesville. You went to Gainesville at the times. Say it again. You went to Gainesville this past weekend. What was it, last weekend? You went to Gainesville for Thanksgiving. And you probably went to go see there. him. You probably went to go see him. You guys are boys now. I guess you probably went to go <laughs> see him, hang out with him. Maybe you sprinkled that little fairy dust of, of bad luck that you got for fantasy, and it made it made him do bad. Had I saw him, I would have absolutely done that because he's not my boy. I, he's a Florida Gator. I'm not. No, he's not my boy. <laughs> But the other part of the look was everyone keeps talking about this poo-poo game from Kyle Trask. But when you think about it, I mean, he threw for 474 yards. He had two touchdowns. eh. (laughs) 61.7% completion rate. Where's the poo-poo? I mean, I can tell you where the poo-poo was. (laughs) It was twenty yards down the field in an LSU shoe. That was a shoe shoe, not a poo poo. You better you, you get get your words right, get your terminology right. Listen, just because LSU came in there and snatched the game 
from the jaws of Decleat does not mean <laughs> that Kyle Trask is my boy. But he didn't have a poo-poo game, and he's blowing, blowing Mac Jones out of the water when it comes to season stats. Mm-hmm. How many touchdowns does Mac Jones have on the season? Do you know? Not off the top of the noggin. I can look 27. it up. 27. Yeah, yeah. 27 yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. You know how many Kyle Trask has? Yeah. How many? 40. How many? How many? How, 40 touchdowns. What about yards? Right what about yards? What about yards? Kyle Trask leads the nation with 3,717 he yards. Lead, he leads. Mac Jones. He leads He leads with that? You sure about yeah. that? Does yeah. He really? I'm looking at it yeah. now. He's number it must one. Have been, it must have been because our, uh, Mac Jones only had a 200, uh, 200, uh, like 230-yard performance against Arkansas. That, mm. might, that might have something to do with it. But, hey, guess what? Mac Jones mm. hasn't lost a game. Mac Jones hasn't lost a game, man. That's a big deal. That's a big Devonta deal. Smith hasn't lost a game. That is the Heisman. Kyle Trask didn't lose a game. That, Marco Wilson that lost a game. That is the Heisman winner right there. Emory you just Jones said it. lost a game. It is Devonta Smith as the Heisman winner right there. He should win it. He, I'll go in with that. He should win. I'm okay but hey, with that. Hey, let's get rolling though, buddy. Are you ready? To get, all right, let, let's get let's get into it here. Are you ready to talk some college football? I don't know if I am. <laughs> are, are you okay? Well, uh, hold on. Let me let I me mean, check the clock here. You, I'm curious. You know, you every week you get on the show, you ask me what's going on in my life. You don't offer up anything that's going on in your life. Let our fans get to know you. What's up with you? What's going on in your day to day? I'm confused. Okay, I am confused with the latest college football rankings that we've seen. <laughs> I'm very confused. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot of confusion. And realistically, to me. It starts with Ohio State at number four, and I just don't understand how – I don't know how – like, my job, our job, is to talk sports, analyze things, give some entertainment. I don't know how to feel about Ohio State being at number four because on one side of my uh, – on one side of my fence, I'm thinking Ohio State is a good football team. They are one of the best in the country, and in the college football playoffs – I want to see the four best teams going at it. But then on the other side of the fence is what is the schedule. It's the fact that Texas A&M has played more games. It's the fact that they are they, Ohio State basically was just given a Big Ten title. Op- I just don't get it, man. Tell me how I should feel about this. Please, somebody help me. AJ, do something, man. Your boy is confused. So, you know how I like to talk about letting our audience behind the veil to get a little inside look of what goes on in the Rough Cup? Well, a couple weeks ago, you and I had a college football talk, and it was so glorious. Oh, so glorious. We went in for a while. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Ohio State at length. I don't know if that video was ever released. Mm, But I told you in that video. I think it was. That Ohio State, it, it might have been. I, I I can't remember. We've done a lot of videos. <laughs> we did. I, I'm happy. I'm happy that we have so much content somewhere <laughs> that I don't even remember what we put out and whatnot. And you know, fans, we'll get it to you eventually. We'll get you some extra extra stuff. You know, five that star, five star five content, star content is five on the way. Content. I promise you that. It's already here. Man. However, get into it. The extra five star, not just this. We know this is going to be five star. It's you and me. Is what That's we true. do all it's day. It's what every we day. do. It's what we do. But I told you then. The way this committee has been pushing for Ohio State to be in there is absurd. I agree with you. Yes, they are one of the best teams in the nation. However, 
the games are not played on paper. And they haven't had to show it. The biggest test they had was Indiana, and that took a miraculous finish for them to pull that game out. Cool. They're one test. Other than that, they've had five, four cupcake weeks. And they'll have another one in the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern. What bugs me about this is the Big Ten is so thirsty to have a good team representing their conference that they broke their own rule. They said in September they were going to require teams to play six of the eight games. And you want to know why they said that? Because they didn't want to sully the integrity of the championship game in the Big Ten. Their words, not mine. (laughs) Then, when Michigan had to pull out, they took a complete 180 and said, well, you know, the decision was actually based on analysis. I mean, Ohio State would have advanced to that game anyways based on a head-to-head record and, uh, you know, doesn't even matter about their win (laughs) against Michigan. Like, are you kidding me? It's that bad in the Big Ten? I don't think they deserve to be there. I think there are some other teams that have been there all season and could put up another fight. You let Michigan State in but, once. But, that's, but hey, that is because you, you, you have to think that's because of the fact that they haven't played that many games. Because when you look at the team behind them, Texas A&M, they got pumped by Alabama, and then they beat Florida in a close game. But after that... They don't have a they don't have a ranked win over anybody. They don't have a ranked opponent uh, yeah. in anybody. Okay, so it's like you see that, and it's like okay, Ohio State beat a ranked team, and Texas A&M beat a ranked team. The thing is though, is Texas A&M has that one loss, and this is why I'm confused. Is because I just don't know, I don't know what to I don't know what to lean on here. I want to me, I on one back to the fence here, back to my my invisible fence here. I want to see Texas A&M in only because I want to see a new team in the college football playoff. But I want to also want to see the two or the four best teams in the college football playoff. That's what I want to see. I've already seen Alabama play Texas A&M. I don't need to see that again. Because to, to my knowledge, that was a 52, we know how it will end. 52 to 14 dub for Alabama earlier on in the season. Maybe that A&M team has changed, but we've already seen that. So it's like I just don't. I just don't know, AJ. I need a hug. I need a hug. <sighs> well, I'll, I'll send somebody over just for hugs. Just for hugs. <laughs> Look, I, I'll be honest. I'm not sure that Texas A&M is a team that deserves to be there. They have made some strides. I still think they, you know, need another year. Jimbo Fisher's done some good work there. <laughs> yep, he sure did. <laughs> Hurts to say. <laughs> oh man, Oof. did some good work there, but. Um, I, I I don't think they're the one to be in. Like that's the one team that's just kind of remained stagnant in that five spot. And what that says to me is it doesn't matter what they do, they're not moving up. I mean, granted, they would have been forced to do it had any of these four teams lost. But guess what? Ohio State didn't have the chance to lose this weekend, as they haven't been able to multiple times in the season because they haven't played as many games. Also, let's put in the unfair advantage of teams like Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson who are coming into this playoff season having played 10 games, being banged up, being hurt, not at 100%, missing players like Waddle, missing players left and right that they could be using to make this attack. And Ohio State is coming in basically healthy at 100% because they played no football. This literally, to me, the college football playoffs are going to lose so much credibility moving forward. 
But if like, you, how, what are you going to say next year when we're looking at situations so like this? What happens? But they have games that they played. What ha- What happens though if Ohio State if they end up putting Ohio State in and they end up maybe winning a game or two? Maybe they end up winning and then winning the national championship. Like what? They could ab- okay. They could absolutely does win it, the whole does thing. That Don't still, get does me that wrong. still change anything though for in terms of that credibility? I mean, like if 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 the whole point of the college football playoff is to put the four best teams. In the playoffs, obviously, maybe it should change to six or eight or whatever. They the job is to put the four best teams in the playoffs, and if you see Ohio State in there and do damage, you the job is done. You've done your job. Your credibility is restored. But I can see what you're saying with with how how is that not restored? Because we've seen it been done before, where they've taken teams out for less. I mean, you're talking about putting in this team just because they're good. There have been teams. Ohio State was once on the outside looking in on a year where they absolutely okay. would have decimated. Okay, everybody. would you rather go, to go even further past Texas a and Iowa State eight and two. They're right there. They're going to play in a Big Twelve championship game. Would you rather see Iowa State in the playoffs? The no. The only the, the only true hope I have. I can't. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna, uh, uh. is it making it? Is I'm, it I'm making going to irk? wash my mouth out with soap after saying these words. Like when I get off the air, the only hope college football players have to make themselves look okay is Florida beating Alabama this in the SEC championship, which will take some work. Does that? And that's the only hope they though? have because then because then you can make an argument to sneak this two team SEC team in there, depending on what happens with Clemson Notre Dame, of course, but. That's the only hope because to me, there's nobody. There is nobody else underneath. But what we have been with, we've been with college, the college football playoffs where there's teams that have been deserving and they've been on the outside looking in. I think the college football playoff committee is afraid because they did things like let Oklahoma in a year too soon. They did things like let Michigan State in in the first couple of years. TCU teams that just got decimated in the first week of the college football playoffs was a drag and it was public and we spoke about it. And they're afraid to do that, and I get it. But you have to pick your stance. How are you going to move forward? But they've been. But this year, in this odd time, they've been consistent with it. They've been consistent with these weird rankings. Okay, like whether you like it or not, they've been consistent with I putting like Ohio <laughs> State at four. Like I said, I can't. I don't want to sit. Like when I when I when I sit down and watch TV, when I see the games and see the schedule. I don't want to watch Iowa State play Alabama. I don't want to see that. No, that's a bye week for Alabama. I don't want to I see that. I, want to, I don't want to see – and I don't want to see Texas A&M play them. And if Florida beats Alabama, how do you put a two-loss Florida team over the team that beat them in Texas A&M? Because the SEC championship? Well, I mean, we watched that play merits. I mean, we've seen it take a championship game to put to put a squad in the Final Four. And if you're looking at it and your question is – you know, the likely Heisman winner in Kyle Trask and what he's been able to do with Kyle Pitts over a Texas A&M squad who's kind of just eat themselves in and out of the game, and you're looking at the way they beat Florida with an unfortunate mistake in the last minute of the game, which basically put Texas A&M in field goal range already, they will take that into account when it comes to the final playoff rankings and what it's going to look like with the best four. So that they, they could do it because it's an SEC school. That That's a possibility. And that would lean even more to me telling you how the college football playoffs are just making it up at this point. I swear. I that okay, that I can agree on with you. But hey, let's 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 do some let's let's talk about something that we can agree on even more. 
and let's talk about that Florida game this weekend, okay? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about it. I know you are really feeling this one. What happened in this in, in the game on Saturday? Let the fans know. Well, what happened was LSU just had more soul than Florida. <laughs> that was terrible. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I got, that's wait, the point. I got, it was I got, supposed hold to be on terrible. Here, hold on here. <laughs> Yeah, no, see, you, you were better off with womp womp or, you know, ha ha, because a cricket after. You know, <laughs> I can give you all three. But no, honestly, honestly, as I sit here and think about how that unraveled in the Florida LSU game, first off, let me say, a couple weeks before, I w- when I was in Gainesville, people were worried about the LSU game, and I had no reason why. I'm like, look, have you guys not seen your squad? Have you not seen LSU squads? Like, they're de- defending national champions. Like, no, they're not. They they're, lost everybody. They're trying to reverse Everybody psycho- on their team that matters. They're trying to drop that reverse psychology here. Like, you know, they they have a chance to beat us. Yeah, I don't want to say that we're going to we're gonna beat the crap out of them because I don't want to jinx it. That's that's That could have been that could have been what they wanted to do. Now, that's the spot where you can have confidence in your team. But against the two, uh, at the time, it was I think they were two and four maybe when, yeah. when I had that conversation. But either way, LSU has not been great this season. And I get it. It's a rival. It's a night game. I understand all that LSU lives for and whatnot. But Florida was supposed to be on a different level this year. And to be at that spot with the playoffs looking you in the face and you throw to go ahead it. and think about to think about what Marco Wilson did, well, first, look at your team and ask why he was in a position to cost you the game that way anyways. That- I mean, you guys should have been – Thank blowing you. them out. Thank you. I tried to explain this to everyone today. Literally, I talked to people today about this, and I'm like, yeah, you like had that terrible incident where you threw the shoe and it cost you the game, but like, why were you in this position in the first place? That needs to be talked about so much more than the through sh- the, the shoe throwing incident. That needs to be talked about. Why was Florida in a tight game against an LSU team that had no business even being close to Florida? It was mind-blowing, and it was in Gainesville. It was in Gainesville, in the fog. The weather was just absolutely atrocious in that game, and I remember watching it in that fourth quarter, and LSU has the chance to to get the win and kick that field goal and I'm watching the kicker warm up on the sidelines, and the Florida fans are just giving it to him. They are just ruthless, just giving them all Florida the Florida fans are horrible. They were giving him the business Florida on the sideline, <laughs> and I was like, if this kid hits this field goal and drills it, it is going to be the greatest thing I've seen in this college football season. And then he did it, and then he did the chop afterwards, that gator oh, yeah. chop afterwards, and I was like, oh, my God. So this is ironic to me because you know how I feel about kickers, right? Well, in college, I kind of feel a little different about them because everybody is still stuck in the ways of college kickers of old. Like, people see the number five, like, in front of a kick, like a 50-yard kick, a 52, a 54, and they're like, oh, he's not going to make it. It's 50-plus yards. He's in college. This is not 2005. This is not 2010. I wouldn't go that far. Kickers today, bro. I have seen I have seen multiple kickers. 
This kid hit a 57-yard field goal to win this, this is game. An exce- I was literally that. It's like it's like you read my mind here because that was literally what I was going to ask you. I was like, man, this kid just drilled this this kick. This is that's not common in this era of college football kickers. It's not. So like he like that literally put that kicker on the map in terms of like draft capital, like draft like in draft stock, I should say. So I remember being in, being in Tallahassee. Uh, it was either the 2014, I want to say 2015 season. I'm pretty sure it was a year after uh, Jameis took off to the NFL. Our team was headed a completely different direction. <laughs> and we're playing we're playing North Carolina. And it's a close game. And they get a chance at a game-winning field goal. And it pops up 54 yards. And this kid goes, oh, 54? No way he's going to make that field goal. I was like, bro, what are you – Okay, first off, that is a very makeable field goal in Division One college football now. And number two, really? Like, you got to say it right before he goes to the line to kick? And sure enough, 54 yards from the right hash, right down the middle, oh. perfect, and he goes Saquon all down the sidelines, <laughs> and we lose a game. I've seen this from college kickers over and over again. Rodrigo Blankenship was hitting 50 yards at Georgia last week or last year. Um Aguayo, who, you know, we don't oh, name him anymore because oof, oof. once he got to the NFL, talk about there the is, yips, But I guess I should say there's a select few. There is a select few yeah. of it. And, but to yeah. me, it's always a surprise when they when they can make that happen, though. But Florida, getting back to the Florida side of the ball, they barely moved in the rankings. Like, I, I saw that, and I saw them at seven, and I was like, uh, guys, what are we doing here? They that's a bad loss. Like that's a really bad loss. They were what six? They only dropped one spot. You one kidding spot. me? Are you kidding me? One spot after losing to an unranked LSU team, and you didn't even put LSU in the top twenty-five. You, didn't even, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not pushing for LSU to be in the top twenty-five. But like, I get you, I get you. But like, I, I could at least see like if like LSU jumped into the top twenty-five, that then like the loss maybe doesn't look as bad and then you can have some type of defense towards only dropping them one spot but LSU is not even in the top 25 you dropped one spot are you kidding me college football what is happening another way that I state that they are making it up as they go along they they want Florida to have a chance because they know I, I swear to you they know that Ohio State being there is wrong yeah, they they see it. They see it's against what they normally go for. It's a crazy year, and they're like, "Well, people want a football, and yo, we got a lot of it." So it, you don't have to sell out to make these playoffs good. Listen to me, <laughs> the top four, they they want Florida to have a chance, and they, they moved in one spot. We've seen them take unranked teams and drop them ten plus, and, and for Florida to be a ooh, and as mm. as we discuss this, mm. the more as confused as I was at the beginning of this when we started talking about Ohio State, the more I am realizing that this is just... I hate, I hate being this type of person. I really do. I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy. I hate saying, like, making up these conspiracies about who's doing this because of this. But realistically speaking here, only dropping Florida one spot and having Ohio State where they are, it really seems like what you were just talking about... And it being a not a cash grab, but making sure that your deal like in this era of COVID where like you're you've lost money into the going into the season because of like the testing that you have to pay for, the TV deals, the cancellations, all that kind of stuff, you gotta make up your money yeah. somehow. And keeping these 
big name prominent schools. I mean, we saw USC. USC is starting to creep up. USC is, USC is starting to creep up into the talks of being in the playoffs. And it's like Ridiculous. it makes so much sense now thinking about it. And I don't – like I said, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I really don't. But it makes a lot of sense that the, that the college football world, the committee, is doing this because they want to see – they want to get the money off of these big-name schools. Yep. Plain yeah. and simple. It's either that or Ohio State. Someone at Ohio State has pictures of somebody on the committee doing something wrong because other than that. <laughs> what a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought up USC because let's be honest. When has the Pac-12 ever been anything in the last 15 years that makes them worthy of that type of thought process? Like to put them in and now you're jumping over people like Cincinnati the hot team of Coastal Carolina. like, And I get it. I'm not saying that they should be in the top four, but you're taking a USC team that hasn't looked good, hasn't played people that look good, at 6-0, and and talking about if Ohio State loses, not only are we going to keep the 5-0, 6-0 Ohio State in, if they lose, we might put the 6-0 and USC in? How? Yeah. How? In what world? That, that, I, I, that I can agree with you on. It just doesn't really – USC coming into this doesn't really make sense. I will say I, I, I'm on the other side – Again, with my invisible fence, I am on the other side of the fence here with Cincinnati. I think they're handling the non-Power 5 schools. I think they're handling them well with this because I don't think Cincinnati should even sniff getting close to the top five. I'm sorry. I don't. Well, they won't now that they're nine. Obviously, but I don't think that they should. I'm okay with it. I've seen arguments now on Twitter and everyone talking about it. Cincinnati should be higher. They've only they've I think they've dropped two spots and they haven't even actually like lost a game. I'm I don't hate that because you look at their schedule, you look at who they played. I mean, who has Cincinnati played that makes them where they are? I mean, come on. Look at their schedule. Their biggest wins, they beat number 20. At the time, they beat number 22-ranked Army, and they and they beat number 16th-ranked SMU. I mean, come on. Really? And their other wins. Yeah, okay. I mean, they've, they beat Memphis. They beat Houston. They beat East Carolina. They beat UCF. Get out of here, man. That's, that's a that, – come look, on. Look at, look at the way they're winning. First off – all right, first off, I'm not saying they need to be in the top four, but – you dropped a team that just lost to an unranked team to seven, and to do it, you push back an undefeated team. How does that make sense, number one? Number two, with this team, they're not just beating people. This is a team that's been together for a minute. They've meshed. So when they're beating teams that don't matter, it's 55 to 20. It's 28 to 7. It's 42 to 13 against that SMU team. It's 38 to 10 against a Houston team. And then when they get in a tight game against UCF, who, you know, was trying to be the new squad in, in, in Florida and whatnot – they show that they know how to win. So I'm not saying that if they got in the top four, look out, they got a championship. But what I am saying, like I said a couple of weeks ago, a team that has had to play nine and ten games, have been there through thick and thin, played the games, not just on paper, blood, sweat, tears, COVID, and injuries, should not be sitting back and be punished because another team lost to an unranked team. See, the Florida, that's, the, that's where a committee would have gone wrong. The here. Florida thing, I get it. I'm 100% on board with the fact that they should have been dropped. Yeah, oh, uh, Cincinnati should bump up one spot. We should have everyone shift up because Florida should have dropped. I'm okay, though, with Georgia being ahead of them, though. I've seen a lot of talk saying Georgia should not be where they are uh, in ahead of Cincinnati. But, I mean... Tell me, come on, are are you are you saying that Cincinnati should be ahead of Georgia before I even get into this? 
I'll say this. I think Cincinnati should – I would have liked to see Cincinnati bump up to where Iowa State is. I, I mean, I, I think – or at the very least, if you want to put Georgia in that sixth spot, Cincinnati should be right below them. Like, it, you're, you're talking about <laughs> an undefeated team that's been looked over. And it's crazy because when we first talked about Cincinnati, you know, I brought them up as an example just because they were a decent example. And the more I think about it, this team has earned this. They've earned to be in a better position and have a good shot as anybody else going into the college football playoffs. I'm okay if you tell me we'll put them at six, and then this week when they go up in their conference championship, if they find a way to lose it, well, then sure, then you were right all along. But six doesn't hurt anybody because this is a team that could be in the New Year's Six and should be over an Iowa State team. I'm okay with them being in a New Year's Six. I just I hate hearing the people say that they should be much higher, that they should be in consideration for the playoffs because you look at their schedule. I mean, that schedule, man, I cannot, I can't stress it enough that that schedule is just not I, – like I said, I take Georgia over – I would take Georgia over Cincinnati because – if you compare the two schedules, yeah, Georgia's lost two games, but I'm taking every SEC opponent over a team like Memphis, over a team like Houston, over a team like East yeah. Carolina. Well, that's fine because I'll say this. I believe I believe Cincinnati could beat all the teams that Ohio State played. They may, they may, may have lost to Indiana. Valid point. But Valid I think point. they would have beaten every team Ohio State played this Did season. Did Ohio State play Wisconsin? I'm not I I would have to look at nope, that. No, the game got canceled. Oh, okay. not, I don't I don't think I'm mistaken, but pretty sure their game got canceled. Man, that Yeah, because we were talking about them playing having to go up against Wisconsin and then Indiana. And they were supposed uh, to play Maryland a couple too. Weeks later, they, they didn't uh, get Michigan, to play Maryland. Or Ohio either. State. Or Michigan. Michigan, sorry. But no, so they never played Wisconsin. They were in a shootout with Indiana. They've routed Michigan State, but yeah, that's, that's a basketball not, school. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're going to have the chance with Northwestern this weekend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Kirk Cousins, okay? Yep. When was that? Le'Veon Bell. When was that? I, I got I got nothing else. I got nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing else. I'm okay. Either way, though, I'm okay with the handling of Cincinnati. Either, And we can both agree that Florida should be way, way, way further way down. They should be out of consideration. I'm sorry. Like, you had a good year. You did. Like, I'm not taking anything away from you. But a lot of Florida fans are saying that Dan Mullen was just being arrogant. Like, I'm still not sure. And, you know, if someone out there knows and they want to tweet at us at the rough cut underscore sports, let me know. Why was Kyle Pitts not in this game? I, I From what I heard, he was just being rested. What? Yes. <laughs> like, what? Excuse Come me? Come on. If, you want, if you're that arrogant, you don't deserve to be dropped to number seven. Like, yeah. if that's how you want to play, if you're that cocky about it, how would you look in double digits? I mean, it's on you. So, yeah, you know, I, cool. I, 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 I couldn't agree more, buddy. I couldn't agree more. Down with the Florida Gators. Hopefully Alabama can make that happen this uh, this upcoming weekend. But I would rather not talk about that. So what's it, your score? What's your I don't score predict for that Alabama game? games. I don't I don't predict Alabama games. It's the one sport. Ooh, can the I one, predict it for you? Uh, you can. Yes. Yes. What's the prediction here? Let's get into predictions here. That and the Clemson-Notre Dame game is what I want two predictions for. I'll predict Ooh. on that one, too. Okay. So, I think that the score of the Florida-Alabama game is going to be 42-21, to 21, Alabama. <laughs> I hate hearing that. I hate hearing that. I do. It makes me listen, cringe listen. hearing that. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As, as good as Florida's offense is, 
Alabama's offense is way better than Florida's defense is. So the amount of times that um, Alabama may stop Florida is nowhere near how many times Alabama won't be stopped by Florida's defense. And that's where the difference is going to be. So I think I think that's that's not going to go their way. I, I think just, I don't see. It. I think Alabama's defense can stop the Florida offense, and that's why we see Alabama start to run away with it. But like I said, I will not predict this game. What I will predict, though, is the you ACC championship. No, I didn't. I will predict the <laughs> ACC championship, and I say Clemson gets their revenge, and it's not a close game. It's I will not, agree. I am going to say that game is like a thirty-eight twenty-one game. That's my prediction. 38-21 Clemson. I don't think it's that close. I think Trevor Lawrence comes back with a vengeance, and he ends up taking over do and you, wins that game Do you them. think? I mean, because here's the thing. DJ, uh, not even going to try it. I didn't practice today. <laughs> I could have. Uh, well, uh, DJ Uyunglele. Yes. DJ Uyunglele was not as bad. as Like, it wasn't a clear cut difference with Trevor Lawrence do you think? Yes. Like I mean he put it on in that game. I don't I don't necessarily think it was a big difference in terms of what we saw on the field, but Trevor Lawrence's presence in that offense on the field in the locker room, I think that is an underrated quality that a lot of people don't Fair. consider and I think that that is one of the reasons why well, we Well, hold on. Hold on, though, because if that's the case, if it's just his presence, he was at the game. It's different. He was on it's the different. Sidelines. It's much different. It's much different, buddy. It's much different. It's much different well, when leadership ain't what it's it much be. different. I bet on, if Ray Lewis was on the get sideline. Get out of here. Ray Lewis murdered somebody. Okay, get out of here. Okay, that's. It's, I mean, that's. A, that, there's your leadership right there. I'm afraid of this dude because he's gonna murder me. Yeah, I'm. That's, Ride or die, baby. Ride or <laughs> un, die. <laughs> unbelievable. So 38-21's my final score prediction for the Clemson Notre Dame game. What do you got? I actually, I think it's only a ten point difference. I'll say it's like thirty four to twenty four. 38, 28, something like that. That's fair. That's I mean, fair. But Clemson can easily put up 40. I mean, because they're a team that once the offense does get rolling, it's just that they just keep going. It's a snowball effect. Fine. 42, 21. Got it. Done deal. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Lordy, lordy, lordy. Can't wait to see it. There's our predictions, though. It is conference championship week. We're getting – oh, man, I'm so excited. This is really the crunch time of the college football year. I'm very excited. Before we wrap things up, I want to thank today's sponsor of the show, everyday sponsor of the show, Halftime Sports Collectibles. Check their website out, halftimesportscollectibles.com. You can check them out and see our item of the – I guess it would be the item of the day because we're talking college football and we're talking about your boy. It's your boy, the man who brought a national championship to the Florida State Seminoles, Jameis Winston, famous Jameis Squinston over here, signed national champions, Matt Black mini helmet. It is signed himself, man. It says 13 it. to 2013 champs on it, man. It's certified, JSA certified. Oh, man, this is for you, AJ. I last, uh, yesterday's, uh, the, la- the last items of the week, man, I wanted, this one's for you. This one is all. I take it. I get it. I'll give you guys about two weeks. You don't grab it. I'm, I'm, it's coming home to daddy. Oh, it's got. It'll be gone. <laughs> it'll be gone by then, man. It'll be gone. If you want it, check out halftimesportscollectibles.com to go get it today. They're all over the social media world as well. Halftime Sports Collectibles. Thank you so much for being a sponsor of the show. And while yeah. we're talking about socials, I mean, we've got some pretty hot socials as well. AJ, tell them we about do. it. We do. So, one of my favorite socials right now is our Twitter. 
Our Twitter has been going off. You want some good knowledge. You want some good info. You want a good chuckle. You've got to check us out on Twitter at roughcut underscore sports all day, every day. Hit that follow. Retweet everything. I want to see some hearts on there. Jump in on Instagram at the roughcut sportscast. And of course, hit us up on Facebook at roughcut sports. Hit that like. Hit that follow. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell everybody. There's so many family members, man. I just don't – I don't have that many family members. I really don't. I have like five people in my family and that's pretty much it, okay? Okay, I lied. I lied. I have more than that. I love my cousins. I, was like, I, I just my... named a, a normal immediate family, mom, dad, brother, sister. That I ain't it. got that, man. <laughs> I ain't got no sister, man. I ain't got no sister, okay? I was Aww. raised – Three brothers, okay? Actually, two other brothers and myself, but that's way beside the point here. AJ, <laughs> you have any last words before we wrap things up? Do something you love. Go Knowles, baby. I mean, if you love... I mean, that that was like a contradiction right there. Do something you love and go Knowles. It's like you don't love... I mean, who loves the Seminoles? At least right now, man. I mean, like, right now, you struggling. All of us. Ain't, struggling. No, no, ain't no Knowles stepping out. Trust me about that. The ones who are, we don't want them anyway. Ugh. Going over to the dark side with little gators and shoe throwers. Mm. <laughs> the shoe throwers. That's He's never going to get the track up. season, getting his shot putt going. I literally, <laughs> I literally saw and went up to my Florida fan fan friend today and threw my shoe at him. Literally, just because it, 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 it was great. Uh, we're starting to move it. We're, throw, we're throwing shoes at Gator yeah. fans. I can't wait for Christmas. Hashtag throw your shoe at a oh, – that's not – that's too much of a hashtag. Either way, throw your shoe at a Gator fan. For AJ Johnson, I am the one and only Vinny Milani. <coughs> Adios, turd nuggets. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. You made it this far, go ahead and hit that like button. And while you're at it, for more content, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And then go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Like Facebook. Or Twitter. Or Instagram. Never miss a moment of the Rough Cut Sportscast.